0: Hello esteemed guest and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends episode 42 which as i'm sure the nerds out there will be aware is the answer to everything. Now we we have the answer to everything as well. My name's Grant Howitt. This is Chris Taylor. Hello. And we answer your role-playing game questions whether you want us to or not. And this is a very special episode because it's 42. Uh Chris what's your favorite thing about Douglas Adams?
1: Uh the way he describes those trolleys that you carry around blood bags on in hospitals. The wheels skittering about like children on a leash. And for (laughs) some reason it's it's kind of stuck with me.
0: My favourite Douglas Adams line is the ships hung in the air in precisely the the way that bricks don't. Yep. Which is... mm, That's clever. God rest his soul. He was a great writer. He was. Bless his heart. And he informed a lot of, uh, I think, what we find um, fun and exciting and role-playing games and in our design, in that all of our games are about people who were a bit shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's truly effective.
0: No, I mean, if, if, you, if you're truly effective, then it's not a very interesting story, in my opinion.
1: Anyway, let's
0: get some questions. We've, uh, we've plugged some mice into Deep Thought. I think that was the plot of the book. We've plugged some mice, plugged some mice into a big computer, and we're going to generate some questions to see if we can um, see what the what forty two is the answer to. So, Chris, what's the first question to come out of this big mouse powered earth machine?
1: The first question. is... God, I really
0: hope people have read Hitchhikers. Otherwise, they're
1: just wasted. That's going to be really strange. What I just said. Yeah. Go on. What sort of character creation does everyone prefer? And that's by Hallets from Reddit.
0: I like group creation.
1: Group creation.
0: Group creation. I like to sit down with my with my chums around a table, maybe crack open a fine bottle of red, and just just sort of sit back and kick the shit. Is that the phrase? Shoot the shit.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna kick shit everywhere. <laughs> it's gonna be nasty for everyone.
0: So I have to get them drunk first. No, sorry. Um, kick the can around, I believe, or shoot shit is the phrase. But well Shoot the can,
1: that? shoot the can.
0: I'm gonna shoot the can and then and then look into the can and we're gonna find a group. The thing the thing I like about about group character gen is it means that you kinda of get you get story which doesn't rely on external plot. You have stuff which is like, oh like do you remember that time that we did the thing? And do you remember that time that we did the thing is probably my favourite part of role playing games. Yeah. I I really like I like getting two getting two characters and pretending with each other that something happened in the past, and then both just agreeing on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, when you just go, yeah, I think that happened.
0: Rather than having to worry about DICE or, you know, what happens in the future, or or how the NPCs are going to react. I think that's great fun, which is kind of why I, why I wrote One Last Job, and I should like to redesign that, actually, so it's good.
1: <laughs> like Rather it's, than acceptable. Yeah, it's okay.
0: Like, it shifts copies occasionally, but it was a really good idea. I just sort of sort of spuffed it up a wall <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got this incredibly good opening section where you get the gang together and like I say incredibly good um, I say that with the full knowledge that the rest of the game is not incredibly good at that point you just sort of roll some D10s until the game finishes
1: <laughs> <laughs> will this be over soon
0: yes pretty much I mean, you might as well just say talk about heists for an hour and then the I game mean, is that's over. a
1: fun thing to do
0: It's not really a rule set, though, is it? No. No. No, that is fair. How about you, Chris? And obviously, do you think that's what they meant, or do they mean like point by?
1: I think they meant point by, but I think this is more interesting. So I'm going to answer my question rather than theirs. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of group creation, because Mm. it gives you a unified purpose. Yeah. And that's something that's sorely lacking when... Five people turn up with character sheets ready to go.
0: Yeah, totally. And also like they might have made the same character.
1: Oh, that's so awkward when you both turn up as the druid. We've
0: um like uh I'm, I'm in a Monster Hearts game at the moment, and I think three of us have unintentionally well not unintentionally, but th- three of us have made the Loner Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a four person game. So I'm not entirely sure how well we're gonna get we're gonna get on with each other.
1: Uh, he's gonna see that things like that uh Sidestep neatly when you all make your characters
0: yeah, and like on the understanding that you're making them as a group and you have a group identity yeah. well i would I would like to actually just, just turn it back um what do you prefer uh, roll or point by and explain what those are for the audience
1: so rolling for stats is what it sounds like. you roll some dice and get a randomly generated number um. Is that you rolling yeah, rolling it's, your
0: stats? That's a sound effect. It's only a single d10, so most of that is two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh. Um, and point by is where different values cost a certain amount of points and everybody has yeah. a shared value of points. Yeah, and... And I'm a huge fan of point by. Really? Massive fan of point oh, by. Oh, it's so
0: boring. I don't
1: care how boring it is. It
0: means everyone's good at the thing they're good at.
1: Yeah, but it also means that one mm. character doesn't have fives across the board and is useless at everything.
0: That's true. I I appreciate the role playing challenges uh, delivered up to me by a 7.
1: That's fine, but now imagine that everything's 7 and you just you like there's no point in you try and combat.
0: There's a fascinating thing which exists with um with roll stats, which is they are basically just roll until you get one you're okay with. Yeah. Like you need to roll until you get one which isn't taking the piss. And which isn't just shit house,
1: yeah. And aside with, from that, yeah, you're with, fine with point by, Everybody's g- at the same power level, hmm. um, and you're going to have stats that you're bad at. It
0: just seemed, but they're going to be like eight. It just seems
1: a bit homogenous, you know. Well, then change the number of points you get. If you lower yeah. the number of points you get, then you have to take points from stats to put it into other stats. If you want lowering
0: to lower lowering the value of points will not reduce the homogeneity. Homogenousness? Homogenone. Vibe. You I, th- I just. I, I like agree. Roland... Because... I like Roland Dice because it, make, it make, gives you a surprise. And like, our, bar- our barbarian has a really high wisdom and intelligence because she had spare scores left over and she decided it would be more fun.
1: But yeah, that's. I get that. That's great. Mm. But. Then you're also going to have the person who didn't have those extra stats to put over,
0: yeah, and they're, they're scrubbing around with sevens and getting yep. choked out by house cats
1: exactly and they're, they're mm. just like, well, my, my best tactic is to let this person do their thing, yeah rather than to, rather than to join in
0: That is kind of rubbish that is uh, that is fair, and like, you' you end up effectively playing the bard, yeah, whether just, or not just you sort want of to watching what's like, going on
1: you can play a barbarian who doesn't really have the strength to use the axe
0: a lot of people have argued. Um, the that the, the Bard is are really overpowered class because it because it uh, they can give uh, plus bonuses to everyone in the group and so overall they're put like they're putting out more damage and more bonuses than 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 a he, the heavily maxed barbarian. But in other news, you don't get to do it yourself and it's boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, unlike say the warlord, which is, was quite interesting. I unlike like that class ward. where you can uh... make other people do an attack.
0: The warlord for uh, for, the, for for those who aren't aware it was a 4th head Dungeons and Dragons class uh, whose 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 basic attack was kind of a ge- a gentle nod at one of the other players, who then did a basic attack instead of you. Uh, I, I made a pacifist warlord actually. Yeah,
1: it's um, quite easy because you just say you hit yeah. him.
0: Yeah, you hit him. Um, I'll I'll be over here nodding. Mm. Um, it was it was fa- it was a fascinating character who uh, you're not going to believe this. Orcs killed his family and burnt his village. Good God, no! I know. Imagine that. I, I wrote fiction about that guy. I, I must have been about 23, I think.
1: Why does that matter?
0: Well, it's just that's the sort of thing you should do when you you know, 12. <laughs> it's just like. Kids' game, I, I, I sh- these back stories. Well, I, sh- I, sh- I should have progressed past Orcs Don't Kill My Family. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think character generation is. Honestly, I really like character generation, I think it's lots of fun. I love it. I hate picking out feats. Feats can fuck off and die, but I love making characters and I love making worlds. And I just get a bit bored once you have to sort of do the thing.
1: Yeah, like it's one of the ways that I I judge a new system when I pick it up is I make mm-hmm. a character after I've read it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, and like, um, just if if you want a little insight into what Chris and I do when we meet up, generally we'll bring the newest role playing game that we've purchased and then both make characters and compare them. <laughs>
1: It's lovely.
0: It's lovely, yeah. And like and like we'll read through the book for each other and be like, roll me on the table
1: uh, r- r- roll me on the table, big boy. Whoa <laughs> Too deep an insight.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. We're not it's 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 an undertone, not an overtone, I wanna stress we we, we don't we're not we're not that way. <laughs> Chris Chris is not that way. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I would, I would probably give him a I'd probably give him a little smooch, but mm.
1: thanks, I appreciate that. But... That's okay.
0: I really like who you are. That's great. You've you've, you've a I was going to say you've a beautiful soul. You've an interesting soul. <laughs> 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 you've wow. a you, you've a midnight black void instead of a soul, which I find kind of interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is endearing, if not exactly positive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got a question for you, my friend. Ask it. Mm mm. Motocross asks, "What are the most interesting weapons that we don't see in many RPGs?"
1: Atlattles. Don't say get a lot of atlattles.
0: Oh, the dart thrower.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 sort of arm extension for throwing spears,
0: or tennis balls for your dog,
1: or tennis balls for your dog. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Don't
1: yeah, see a lot of cra- those.
0: I guess, like, we mainly see uh, Western or Japanese weapons. Yeah those are the two we got because we had because we had um oriental adventures and then um you ever seen caucasian adventures? I have not no cracking um, the uh, you have you know the the sword and the, the apparently a long sword wasn't a thing? There's no such thing as a long sword. Okay. Like, like generally, you just had short swords because long swords were really expensive, or something along those lines. And like, or like, everyone just used spears. Yeah,
1: because spears like, are fantastic, and they're really cheap. And you yeah. don't have to you don't have to stand next to the guy to use it. And if you've got a lot of money, why would you go for a long sword when you can have you know a bastard sword or a claymore? Yeah, or That'd like be even more impressive, a castle. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> need this- a sword there on the outside. I'm on the inside. You're like or
0: like five dudes and a horse yeah <laughs> I will say well, say one thing actually I'd be really interested in, in interested in seeing more spears because like I don't really go in for historical accuracy I find it a bit boring uh it, it 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 weighs me down i find it can, it I think, can be really weigh down a system
1: i think the big problem with historical accuracy is that then you've got that one person who actually knows something yeah if like when you're playing knows, yeah like fine. when you're playing a modern game and there's one person who knows about guns and like, oh, mm. actually the bullet penetration wouldn't have hit him <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, actually, uh actually get out of my house <laughs> uh, actually due to the wind resistance shut up yeah um So I I, I think that you should pick what's fun and what looks cool and what sounds cool and is exciting. But Spears let you stab a guy from basically next door. Yeah. And they never (laughs) really crucial for survival. Yeah, they never really see much play past the first the first level. And like your wizard might have one. Because that lets him or her or them hang out in the second rank and poke.
1: Yeah. It's the equivalent of giving them a crossbow without ammo.
2: Yeah.
0: But then, like, after that, everyone just has a sword because it's, it's, it, it seems like a more effective way of dealing damage. But I'd like to see some more spear stuff going on.
1: Pole arms in general don't get enough love. Well, hmm. You say that. But I've, I've
0: read stats for all of the. I'm going to say comedy pole arms that exist. Ah,
1: the Bec de Guizam. Yes, the. No, sorry, Bec the, de Corbin. The Bec de, de, de Corbin.
0: Uh, the Guizam. Uh, and then the. Uh, I, I think, think, it's think the. Bill bec de Corbin.
1: I, I think it's the. Bector Cobin that is like a tiny little hammer on the end of a stick
0: I think the vector Cor has a has a hook
1: on it yeah, yeah, like an ice pick bit Yes, on the, yes on the back and end. like
0: and like the idea is that a dude comes at you on a horse and you and you pull him off the horse and then murder him,
1: yeah, but I just like <laughs> the idea that it's got a tiny jewelry hammer on the end just for <laughs> taking out taking out the blade mouth.
0: I mean, from what I can tell, the core function of every halberd and half of the pole arms available was to knock a man off a horse. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also to, all, and to kill the horse.
0: horse. That's got to really... That's got to fucking hurt if you fall off in full plate, huh? Yeah. I guess you've got the padding there, but that's not... Mm. No, that's
1: I guess gonna sting.
0: I guess it hurts less than being, you know, Murdered. shanked by a legion of peasants who then sell <laughs> your horse off for food. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, like it's it's those um, those horrid little knives that the English used to carry. That's the worst oh, yeah. thing. What? Which ones are those? Um, the, the common soldiers. I can't remember what they're called now, but the common soldiers used to carry them. Mm-hmm. They're essentially stiletto knives.
0: Ah, uh, right for getting through the chainmail.
1: No, no, for getting through the chainmail. For getting through uh, visors.
0: Getting through what? Sorry.
1: Visors. The, oh. the, the night killers. Oh! <laughs> So oh, they're, they're thin. So when you when you kill when you knock somebody off the horse yeah. and they're getting up, you can just stab them through the visor.
0: Oh, jinx! That's not how I want to go. No. But I guess like those guys had like the, the guys on horseback had a significant advantage, given that they were on a horse that weighed eight times as much as the average man. Yeah, I mean, and like, they were and they were going at full pelt.
1: If you've ever seen um, a fantasy action film and seen mm. a cavalry charge. It mm. must be pretty scary, eh? Like, that must be terrifying. Like, even more than just a sea of people coming towards you. Like, I, I, 50 horses I, slamming into you and your friends.
0: So, like, from what I can tell, the majority of actual... I'm, like, I'm sure we have a few people listening listen to the show who I actually know about this shit, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong.
1: We are guessing.
0: Um, but from what I'm aware, the majority of warfare, until we got decent firearms, was just sort of shouting. <laughs> that you, you, you got into shouting range and then stood quite far apart from each other, and then what you had to do was convince your boys to go forward and hit the other lads. But why would you go forward? Because you're basically safe here.
1: Yeah, fire a couple and, of bows and arrows across. Yeah, and the don't bows fire and arrow, the bows.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah don't fire the. Yeah, keep hold of the bows. Just have the arrows. That's that, that's day two. They teach you
1: that. I oh, only did basic.
0: And so I'm imagining like when you when your standard um infantry warfare is just to hang about and shout at each other a lot until one of you one of you gets injured enough to go home mm. or routes. I think like like most most of the shit happened during routes. Yeah. Like like your boys would run away and then at that point you can't really defend yourselves. Just imagine imagine having having twenty horses with dudes in full armor just steaming down into you when you've never seen a car before.
1: Yeah they're Jesus, very that's terrifying they're very married to the idea of murdering you yeah also they're, and they're built to murder you
0: and both they and the horses had dinner which you didn't have <laughs> yes you
1: know <laughs> they've eaten in the last 3 days
0: i <laughs> yeah. must've been pretty terrifying so yeah i'd be interested in seeing spears and seeing like some spear tricks and maybe some tactics around that um i'd be interested in seeing field artillery
1: I can't see field artillery making a regular.
0: No, but have it have it as more of a, um, like an environmental thing, which happens. Yeah. And like, how is it like like uh, like to have rules for like uh, there, there's we're, we're undergoing mortar shelling under this place. What's that like? How does that feel? What are the odds on on us getting out alive? Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, cause like, there's uh, most RPG fighting is skirmish fighting. Uh, between groups of yeah. equally sized people, and it's, it's regularly done with
1: ridiculous yeah. weapons like a spike chain.
0: Yeah, I don't need spike chains. I think I no, think I'm they're, okay they're very
1: that. good. Mm. You know, stat wise, they're very they're great. Mm. They do a lot of interesting yeah. things, but also it's a bit silly, isn't it?
0: You know, I think after after playing role playing games for I think I've been playing role playing games seriously for about twelve years now. In all that time, my favourite weapon, which I think... Also, you'll never see stats for this in a game. You never see stats for it in a book. Is the corner of a big table. Yep. Is bringing someone down on that. And I think I use that in about half the games I'm in. Not just like campaigns, half the sessions I run. Someone either gets their um, temple, neck, or elbow impacted on the corner of a table. (laughs) Because... Because like we've all stubbed our toe, we all know what that's.
1: Like. <laughs> you hear a sound in the night and get up. Make me an awareness check. You do not. You fall and die on the table. <laughs> like, asshole!
0: It was a mimic. It was a mimic table that galloped in here.
1: <laughs> that's how they get you.
0: I imagine it. We would walk a bit like a big pug. Oh, you know, we're like stotting like, like, about. Yeah. It's... What was that?
1: <laughs> Nothing. What? Often. Ask me a question. All right, I'll ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would it take for RPGs to not be seen as a specialist hobby, but as something routine? No. From Tangy Radar on Reddit.
0: Tangy Radar. Mm. I've, got, I've, I've got some. I've got some knickknacks coming up on the. <laughs> movie. Um, a Stranger Things is doing something along those lines. It seems to be normalising it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, interestingly, like it's not the first bit of mass media to have role playing games in it. Well, no, but I think it's 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 the it's the most recent. Yes, no, I understand that, but I what think, I'm saying is like in the, the 80s and 90s. There was what, they,
0: they had Freaks and Geeks. They had that, didn't they? Freaks and Geeks was huge. Love that. Um, I never saw it myself. Um, Futurama had that one episode with it in. Yeah, the it the IT crowd had yep. that had that brilliant episode.
1: Just a cracker. Uh,
0: where clearly Graham Linehan, who has some problematic views on trans rights, but he's definitely played role playing games and can write can write jokes about it, which I like.
1: Yeah,
0: I think. Well, I mean, so what we're we looking at here what's the what's the specialist hobby is um, is role playing games? Something routine is like football, I suppose. That's not a specialist hobby.
1: Yeah, that's, it that's, would be amongst the,
0: my friend group. But the thing about you know.
1: football is that you can casually like it and not follow it. Yes. Like, you have oh, people hmm. born in towns who support a football team who have never really watched a, a game. They just, like, pay attention.
0: How about Game of Thrones versus Lord of the Rings? If you like Lord of the Rings films, that's a specialist hobby. If you like Game of Thrones, that's just normal. Yeah. I think that's about right. I don't... I'm not a huge fan of Game of Thrones. I think it's. I think it's gone on a bit long, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap I'm, it up, I, yeah? I don't
1: think I've watched it in four seasons. Oh, was okay. You know...
0: I think it would need something. It would need. Like, uh, Twitch is normalizing it. Like, people can. Like, pe- people are getting. There is a lower barrier to entry than ever of getting into role
1: playing games. Yeah, in that you can um, now go online, which is essentially yeah. free. Yeah. And download a free thing.
0: Yeah, and meet someone on Roll20 and play there. Or you can learn about role playing games. Uh, by getting a free thing, or by watching people play them on Twitch, and you can watch professionals play them on Twitch rather than like hearing people like me and Chris stumble our way through an actual play
1: podcast. <laughs> I um, which might be a fun to do at some point, but oh, maybe I don't know, man. I just I've like one found... episode.
0: Oh well, like one one you could record one shots and stuff, but I yeah. never, I'm never, I never can never get behind actual play podcasts. I never really stick with them. I really adore them the way I do. I think I think we need to have production values, which I'm simply not prepared to put in. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> well, I think we'd need we'd need a Game of Thrones. We'd need something, yes. um, or we'd need a watered down version of role playing, which everyone can get into. So, like, so for, for example, Cards Against Humanity. Yes, that's not really seen as specialist anymore. Like Cards Against Humanity seems oh cool and edgy, I suppose, but it's a bit like like. In, Indie music. Yeah. You know, it's not a specialist hobby. You're allowed to like oh, I don't know what, what what's indie music?
1: I don't know what's indie music at the I moment. I think
0: I think most of my music's too obscure to be indie. Are oh,
1: you hipster you. Well, it's not really It's not good music, I wanna stress that <laughs> No, it is grindy noise. <laughs> it's just
0: it's like someone rattling a fork around in a sink. Yeah. It's not it's not good noise. Like but like a, a of really beans
1: full of ball bearings. Like a really deep sink, I wanna
0: stress. <laughs> Professionals is what it will take Yeah um, Paid professional, and we're getting there And something which you can do um, Perhaps also something like Something which has a As lower barrier to entry as Game of Thrones So like something which you can just maybe like Play on your own Or something which you can play uh, which you, Like you can have pick up groups of people Along those yeah. lines so like, so like for example um, uh, Online shooters aren't a specialist hobby no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't anymore. say like it's like, uh, it's like like playing Call of Duty, playing uh, Battlefield is not specialist, and so having the capacity to drop into a role playing situation with some people, I think is what it would take.
1: Yeah, I think also the average age of the personalities of the hobby needs to go down.
0: Yeah, shit, it does, doesn't it?
1: Um, because it needs, to, it needs to be us. Well, if you look at the, the the big noted luminaries of the RPG world. Mm-hmm.
0: Your Ken you're, Heights, your Robin Ken D. Heights. Laws.
1: They're in their sixties. Your Monty Cooks. Yeah. They're getting on. And like that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying I should stop.
0: Well, okay. I mean that's 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 like that's on the that's on the on the publishing side. And you're looking at like if you if you veer more towards Twitch you've got your critical roles. Yes, no you've that's got, what I mean. You've got yeah, your Matthew like, Mercers, you've got your Adam Coble's, Yeah, you've got your you've got, you've got this Avery old knows.
1: this old guard that is writing and producing the books but what 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 uh twitch is doing and other things is yeah. slowly lowering that age yes for sure and and lowering that
0: barrier because these like these old guard who are still attached to this are using their um their tremendous level of power and influence in the industry which they earned by writing um when publishers were a thing they were important then they've they've clung on to that and now they're still important now, but we can earn we can earn our chops in other ways now, I think. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I think when you go into a hobby and seeing the you know, the ten most famous faces mm. are all old dudes. Yes. That's a bit of a a hurdle. Whereas if you start old, old, seeing old
0: white dudes as well. Yeah.
1: But if you start seeing mid thirties, all races or genders. Yeah then yeah, it becomes more accessible.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think like if it's if if it's if it's uh, if, if you can see people who are like you there.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah. All right. That's what it'll take. Not, not a lot of not a lot of comedy inherent in that question.
1: No. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's actually an interesting <laughs> question.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Ian Coleman asks, what system to use for resolving a dance competition?
1: I think you mm-hmm. should use origami. That's not a system. Yes it is. Go on what you do is you have to fold and create origami which is the right. dance move and okay. then stack it like beasts of burden oh i see
0: and then if it falls over you
1: lose and if it falls over you have fallen over during the dance competition mm, mm.
0: i quite like the um the uh perhaps the audacity you've you've managed to recreate there in doing a very difficult dance move yes I I think I I think I'd rather have like so like rather than a strictly style dance competition what I'd like to see is a um the only name I know for it is mumblety peg <laughs> um in, <laughs> in which <laughs> which is an old game from the 50s as far as I'm aware um in which you get like because everyone carried knives in the 50s uh, in America, you uh, you do like a knife trick. So you'll do things like throw the knife up in the air and catch it, and then the other player has to repeat your trick and then do a do a harder trick for you to 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 repeat. And the first person who can't repeat the opponent's trick loses. They have a similar example in in Zoolander, except it's with posing rather than knives. Yeah, uh, and I think I think that would be an easier thing to do. Um, in role playing terms, rather than say making an origami statue, which is also dancing, because I will say paper folding and stacking those bits of paper doesn't really relate physically to dance in a lot of ways.
1: I just wanted to recreate something that was very difficult to do.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's the thing, dancing isn't hard, man. That's not true. Okay, so dance competitions are hard. Yeah. Like, dancing, like, you just sort of put your arms at, at a right angle and move left and right if you're a bloke. It's true. I, uh, I i uh my my dance uh technique I like to do is I like to pretend I'm a
1: wizard who's on fire
0: uh yeah kind of or my, that my arms are on fire but I'm channeling that power uh, this is this is this is a style I picked up back when I used to take drugs and go out dancing and you uh, you pretend that you you hold two, you hold a glow stick in each hand which might, might I say are fascinating <laughs> you have a glow stick in each hand you move them around um, getting some light after images and then you and then uh, as as the music builds in power you're, and you and you power up and um, I will say at one point uh, I was I was doing this and a woman came over to me and said you know you you, you look just like a fucking wizard and I was like Thank you.
1: <laughs> Best day. I
0: think she meant it as an insult.
1: <laughs> you're like, yeah, this is. Yeah, great.
0: that's 100 100 what I was going for. That yes, was thank my you very much. Yeah, that's that's what that's why I wore these golden sleeves.
1: What what other ways could you replicate dancing? I'm kind of stuck on the origami thing. I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: I would use the um. I would use this, the White Wolf Street Fighter system. Clever. Mm-hmm. and then just change where it says punch to like jive. <laughs>
1: pirouette. Yeah, change
0: uh, so, so so I mean like like um the hurricane kick that's a pirouette, right? So yep. you can use that. Um the uh the the dragon punch that's when you strike a pose at the end of a dance. Yeah. Um and the hadouken is when you throw a dance ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the well-known dance sphere.
0: Yeah, uh, you summon a sphere of dance a uh, dance energy and fling it across a uh, Zangief. Um, who will then be intoxicated who's, with the rhythms and die? Who's currently well, in,
1: in first place?
0: Yeah, yeah, my god! I mean, he's 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 doing all he's doing all kinds. He can hover, basically. Right? Oh no, that, that's that's E Honda who can hover. Oh yeah, E Honda who can just launch himself forward like a torpedo, which somehow seems less believable than summoning fire.
1: Yeah, or turning yourself electric.
0: Well, he was well blank. We all know how that worked, Chris. Blanco was taught how to do electric by eels.
1: That doesn't mean he has electric glands. No, he he
3: learned
0: how to do that trick.
1: That's like spending enough time with a pigeon that you learn how to fly.
0: Yeah, it's basically like that. I mean, that it's that, that, was, that was that was that was a failed. Well, it's 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 nurture. That was that was a failed original concept for Blanca. That he that r- rather than being raised in the jungles, he was raised on the mean streets of Rio de Janeiro uh, by by some pigeons.
1: Some horrid horrid pigeons.
0: He also got taught how to how to how to spin through mid air in a ball. Yep. Formation and what was his other move? He did he did a big kick. Did he have a big kick or was it just he he had a big kick? Was it was it go electric spin through the air? Did he have a did he have a he had a grab
1: and a a bite?
0: Oh yes, that's true. Yes, he could give you a bit of a nibble. That's that's doable. An eel could teach you that. Well, actually, not the grab part. (laughs) No,
1: but the nibble part. Yes.
0: Yeah. The eels mainly used him to open stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't really an I Could you get this jar of pickles?
1: Thank
0: <laughs> you. Oh, I'm, I'm craving a gherkin, but I haven't any opposable limbs.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I've no limbs to open the jar! Thank Blanca. you,
1: my green friend.
0: Thank you, my giant green son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to pay you back for your wondrous, wondrous care of us, I shall teach you how to do an electric... <laughs>
0: Now, crouch down to the ground and... Sh- oh, you've shat yourself again, Blanca.
1: <laughs> oh, Blanca. Oh,
0: no. Thank God we're already in the river. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Ganges washes it away.
0: But that's, that's not in Brazil.
1: I know. It's the only river okay. I can think of.
0: Okay. That's Dalzim, I think. Yes, that would be the one. Who got so calm he can breathe fire. And go all stretchy through yoga, so yoga does have stretching,
1: yes, not to that degree. no, that doesn't make your bones longer temporarily. my sis
0: yeah my sis well i don't, I don't think his bones go longer,
1: but then how is he hitting somebody It's like there's gonna be no force behind it
0: well like well, like he he uses his arm like a flail
1: that's gonna damage him. Well, of course it fucking will.
0: But like so 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 like like he he keeps the bones of his fist intact but then separates out like the like the his his elbow and his shoulder. Oh, can and you imagine flings the those. Ones? Yeah, god. Imagine that. That's horrendous. Oh. And and like that's not even a special, it's just his medium kick
1: which he which he can repeat once every yeah. second.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I don't think it does that. I mean, I'm not sure about the fire breathing either.
1: No, that's new.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. My sister in law is a yoga instructor, and she doesn't do any of that. Although maybe that's just—I haven't seen her do a class. So. Have you,
1: exactly. If you asked, like, could that's you breathe true. some fire and stretch your limbs out?
0: <laughs> Mandy, could you um, could you pick something up off the table in the next room for me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, stay there.
0: No, don't don't get up. I think that's all of the silly Street Fighter <laughs> two characters. I think it is. We're very far away. Anyway, the point is, I would take those moves and then change out um, electric shock. For electric slide, clever. See, um, I think that'll be the best way to do it because that that has, that has a lot of moves for combos. Um, and instead of doing damage, you just you you'd you'd, um, you'd lower your opponent's dance stamina or perhaps their will to to continue on the uh, on the incredible serving which they're being given
1: until <laughs> the point at which you can consider them a jive turkey and walk away. <laughs>
0: I was raised
3: by the jive turkeys in the Amazonian (laughs) jungle. (laughs) Ask me a question, big
1: horse. Okay. Now, this is in relation to our last podcast. Okay. Wurzel asks, if in Mm -hmm. addition to the standard kind of dragons, we had one based in favours of crisps, what would those dragons be like? Mm, Okay. Okay.
0: This is a very Hearty Dice Friends question.
1: It is. It's from the Hearty Dice Discord. Mm, This feels bang on trend for our brand. (laughs) i am going to point out that, that our Discord was filled with crisp-based questions well, after I our should... last podcast. Well, that's because we talked about crisps for ten fucking minutes
0: <laughs> on a role-playing podcast. That'll do it. I, um, I think before we, before we get in here, we need to establish some ground rules about what constitutes, a uh, say, a canonical form of crisp. Okay. So I'm going to limit us to Walker's flavours.
1: Sure.
0: I'm also going to limit us to the sort of flavours you might get in a pub. Right, I think. I think, like, if you, if you can buy it in a pub and not like a fucking uh, tiddles Witchetty sausage crisps with mustard yeah. and old men's hats.
1: So the big I mean, three, yeah,
0: the big three. You've got salt, and, you've got salt and vinegar,
1: ready salted, and cheese and onion. Yep, I I don't think cheese and onion deserves to be there. Neither do I. I think it's a perverse flavour. I think I think people who eat it are wrong Jeez and should be stopped. I mean, like. Vinegar goes naturally with
0: salt on potato. That's great. But it's like, wasn't well, we're going to cover it in cheese dust and onion dust. Fuck you.
1: And yet, a cheese and onion sandwich, delicious. Delicious, anyway. Anyway, it just
0: seems a bit of a wet thing to put on a crisp. And vinegar is actually a water. Is, <laughs> it's a fluid. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's known as a water. That's the scientific term. It's a sour no. water. Okay, so... It's um, easier to save in tincture. I've got the big three. I'm also going to put forward prawn cocktail.
1: Yep, four obs.
0: Now, where do you stand on roast chicken flavored crisps?
1: As far away from them as possible,
0: because they don't really taste like roast chicken, do they? They do not no They taste of like something,
1: and also they're not widely available.
0: No, that's true. Um, how about um, beef flavored crisps?
1: I was about to say, like the Royster's Steak. Yes,
0: yeah, steak or like or like um, what they're called? Big Man Crisps, L- Ladridges. Big Ridges. Man Crisps, Ladridges, uh, McCoys, McCoys, McCoys. Okay, McCoys do beef flavor. Yeah. So, 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 what we're going to say—the five canonical flavours of crisp—are salt and vinegar, ready salted, cheese and onion, beefy, and prawn cocktail.
1: So, the ready salted dragon would have no imagination.
0: So, we're not trying to transpose these onto current chromatic dragons, are we? Because I guess that we just use the crisp packet colour, wouldn't we?
1: Yeah. No. No. The, yeah, we're no, we're no, looking no. at. What is a ready salted dragon?
0: A ready salted dragon lives in a it lives underground in mines. It's a very dry creature because it's very salted, you see. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm guessing it would live in salt mines. It would it would breathe a withering breath. In fact, actually, it would draw moisture out of the area. Yeah, dehydrate. Yeah. So rather than blowing out, it would suck in, um, moisture.
1: But, but as a creature, it's going to yeah. be boring and devoid of any interest at all.
0: I uh, like I think like it's like not gonna it collect be like China dogs. Yeah, it's not gonna be an interesting character. You're not gonna want to talk to it for long. No. It's not an issue. I think it's mainly focused on acquiring moisture, which yeah. it's cursed to never hold. Alright. Uh salt and vinegar for you.
1: Uh salt and vinegar would be a dynamic and exciting dragon. Hmm. Zazzy. Zazzy. I'm
0: thinking bluish.
1: Bluish. Capricious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> capricious. Always Tops. on the edge of things. Uh, mm-hmm. what, sort, what sort of special magical powers does it have? Well, I mean, it's what salt and vinegar. So it's got or that, acid, it's got, I guess. Yeah, I say it's got that dehydrating angle, but yeah, definitely the the vinegar, the acid. It, bre-
0: it breathes acid. It breathes, breaks things it, down. It breathes a very strong vinegar.
1: Lives on a nice, mm. cool, clear mountain top.
0: Now, I don't mean to don't mean to you, me, but we have run out of the easy dragons. Yes. We're now getting it's my turn, and I want you to pick which one I have to do next.
1: I'd like you to do cheese and onion.
0: Fuck you. Um, Because, okay, okay, cheese and onion is... I can help if you want. Yeah, please, if you've got any ideas, put them forward. This is a collaborative process. Cheese
1: and onion lives in a barn. Oh, it's like a farm dragon. It's like a farm dragon. Can it pick up the barn and
0: walk around when it moves? I'd like to say yes. Is it like a hermit crab, what lives in there? Yes. Why not? And it has uh, I, I like the idea that actually, also, it can farm and it does? Yeah. Like its its special its special breath power is um, agrarianism.
1: <laughs> it's a bit of a plump dragon.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tubby zaftig dragon. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's plenty to hold on to.
1: A farmer's wife of a dragon. Mmm.
0: Um. A, a dragon in a big penny. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: which is Yelling at a, hens.
0: Which is which is an apron for anyone who was not raised by, I guess my mum. Does your mum call it a penny? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And a, a, a British mother, um, and yeah, it like it has it has kind of a uh, like the way that like black dragons poison the environment, and and I think like like forest dragons make it more ethereal and strange and and, and green. It would just make everything a bit more darling buds of May. Yeah. Is in Pam fa- is it Pamers who's in the darling buds of May? You don't know. Doesn't matter.
1: Well, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Well,
0: it's not. It's not Catherine Zeta-Jones. It was. It was. It was the. It was. It was the, the mother character. I'm just imagining her, but with a more draconic face. Sure, it was
1: Pamez. but Pamez would fit.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, it's your turn, beefy.
1: So the beefy dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm thinking we're going with muscle dragon.
0: Like a dragon of cord. Uh,
1: more like a dragon lad.
0: A dragon lad lad.
3: Dragon!
0: That right? sort
3: of
1: thing. That mm. sort of thing. Like he doesn't have a breath weapon; it just punches. <laughs> <laughs> just gets into a slappy fight.
0: Dragons have to have, a, have to have a breath weapon and forearms, otherwise they're just weapons. I, I know that's not true, but give it a breath weapon.
1: Okay, breath weapon for a beef.
0: Is it is it horrible breath?
1: I think it might be.
0: Just really or, like, horrible lager breath.
1: It's just noxious.
0: Actually, you know the way that... Not the way your own mouth tastes after you've been drinking, but the way someone else's mouth smells after they've been drinking in the morning. Yeah. That sort of unpleasant sweetness to it.
1: Yeah, it's that, but yeah. big. Mm.
0: And they're just big, hearty boys.
1: Big, hearty boys. they muscle their way into conversations. Bit thick. Bit thick. But strangely, a lot of people like them.
0: Yeah, weird that. Wear a lot of polo shirts. Yep. It's almost like society set up to accommodate them.
1: In some fashion, yeah.
0: Um and then finally, prawn cocktail dragon. Just big prawns
3: drinking cocktails.
1: I don't know, like like debonair dragon in a suit. Oh, I like
0: that. But like 70s debonair. <laughs>
1: yeah, 70s
0: debonair, obviously. <laughs> I love the idea of a posh dragon. Is its is its breath weapon seafood sauce or is that too easy?
1: I think it's too easy. How about? But I, I do it was... imagine it walks upright on two legs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I'm guessing. Oh, I'm almost getting like a seahorse vibe off it. Okay, and its, so it's breath, breath weapon,
1: weapon is seahorses. It's, it's <laughs> yeah.
0: No, this breath weapon is either it's young or um, seawater. Like well, it, sea can, water it, could it work. can conjure seawater to dri- like to, a torrent of seawater. No, I don't think it's a dragons breathe water there?
1: No, but that's quite cool. Where, like, I'm, a, I'm, like a like sure, a cannon dragon. I'm sure, someone's come. Up. Yeah,
0: but also it's very posh. Yeah, and like it, it would. It's gonna, it's gonna like um uh, does, uh doll up its lair with seventies style accoutrement, and uh like I'm thinking quite chintzy, quite seasidey. yep,
1: yeah, but it's got a button it presses, and then the wall turns around circular bed. Mm very
0: nice. Oh, so it's it's, it's, a, it's a perv. No. Oh, I see it's it just like sleeping on a circular bed. Just
1: like sleeping on a circular bed, and that no, mirror nothing ball. perverted about that. Okay, and all, the, and all those cameras. <laughs> Perfectly normal dragon Lair stuff, don't look. I'm an amateur filmmaker. Don't you know. Don't you know. Do you want to sit on my big
3: revolving bed? There's no purpose to it.
1: <laughs>
3: it, it it's just simply been. a fancy. Sometimes I use it as a lazy Susan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just an enormous prawn cocktail on the bed. There's <laughs> <laughs> like
3: one layer of prawns all around the outside. <laughs> Sometimes I like to lie down and just open my mouth. And spin. My name is Christopher Puddings, the prawn cocktail dragon. And I'm very full. Do you I've have any be, sauce?
1: I've got to be at a party in about
3: twenty minutes. I'm just going to polish off this blue nut and put it back on my bow
1: tie. <laughs> <sighs> Oh Christopher Puddings. love
0: Christopher Puddings, he's the best.
1: He is. Have we bought him on the show before? No, that's the first entrance of Christopher oh, Puddings. Oh man,
0: Christopher Puddings is an old an old um mage uh, character we wanted to have. And by we I mean I think Chris and I were gonna take turns playing him. Yep. But he had spells like summon chair to have a sit down.
1: I was he quite just, a fan. He just had a very fat throat. Yeah. I've got one more question for you. Ask it, and it shall be answered. Mmm
0: okay. So, uh, Graham asks, uh, Graham wrote in quite a long question, uh, which I'm not going to read here, um, but he was, he was running through a, a, 13th age game and, uh, he said that the players, uh, were fighting a big, big scary machine, which was powered by 13 mummies of wizards. Okay. Right? And, um, the trick was that if you, if you defeat the, if, 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 if you pull the mummies off or damage them in some way, that lowers the power of the machine. That's kind okay, of how yep. you do it. And then they spent the entire encounter kicking the machine and ignoring the mummies. Oh. Now, the question he's asked here is, how do you get the players to notice something short of literally hitting them in the face with it? And I believe he did hit them in the face with the Oh, literally mummies. hit them in the face with yes, the mummies? because they were sort of spinning around with telekinetic power.
1: That's amazing.
0: Now, this is this is always an issue, I think. This, 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 this is a fundamental problem you have in role-playing games, in that the player's only point of contact in the world, for all their senses and all their information, is the GM. Yeah. And the GM is fallible, not a professional, generally, and doing it for about six people at once.
1: Yeah. So that's quite hard. I think this boils down to the old spot-hidden dilemma. Yeah. Where if you roll badly, or don't necessarily make... Something of focus, mm. players can gloss over it,
0: yeah, and like, and like there's again, it's this weird sort of shadow play which 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 GM set themselves up in, in which you have to hint at something happening, but you can't just tell the players what it is, and It's yeah. like, mm, perhaps this is going on, oh, and then the players sort out, and that feels nice because it's like we're, we're sort of protect like you, you you have a riddle, the players overcome the riddle, and that's cool, and I think perhaps um I think it's tricky. You can try and do it as much as you like. And I think you can do things like, um, if a player fails, uh, or, 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 or like like saying that, like, in this example, physically attacking the machine, he doesn't seem to be doing much damage. You figure there might, like, perhaps there's some other way of taking it down.
1: Maybe he has a say. weak
0: point you could strike. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean more towards the middle of the mi- No, God, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, you, hey,
2: you oh. oh. <laughs>
0: You mean I hit the levers? No, not God. Oh God, no, that's not. You're not doing it right. You could also do things like uh, you could paint things on the walls and have like ah, there is like uh, this this ancient machine. It has um uh on on different levers on on different parts around the walls. You show these creatures being put into the machine and then powering it up. Yeah, and you sort of have that as important. But I think the most important thing at the end of the day, is if they really don't get it, just let them beat up the machine. Yeah. Like, or,
1: like, I mean, do what uh, Gumshoe would do, which is just sort of say, you, you've got a cult. There's something up with those mummies.
0: Yeah. What's the phrase? Of course, you would know, and you, and you point to a player and tell them that, uh, of course, during your time spent as a mummy powering an arcane machine, you'll be aware that mummies power arcane machines. And like, I think that if, if your players really aren't getting it, then that is a miscommunication between you and your players. That is a, um, like... If if you're okay with it, just say, actually, guys, you can hit the mummies. Uh, like, I haven't communicated with, with with this with you properly. The situation is balanced, so you can duff up the mummies. Um, this isn't going very well. I wanted to tell you that uh, one of your characters realizes that. Who is it, and why? Yeah. Or just or just just like have them destroy the machine.
1: That's or it can me. easily be on their end where you've said it a hundred times and they're like, but uh, but the machine.
0: Yeah, precisely. And like and like just, just just smooth over just smooth over things. Like the point of the like I think the uh it's a really lovely um uh philosophy and ethos to have in role playing games, which is failure is impossible. Yeah. And the idea is that um it's not which, which is not to say that every single thing that the players do succeeds, but the idea is that once players set out to do something, it is impossible for their actions to result in that failing. And I don't mean like, um, we're going to go out and rescue the princess. Uh, uh, like it's you can certainly have the princess be evil and betray them at the end. That's not their fault. And yeah. if if you want, you can you can try and tie, you can try and tie it back in. And have the princess say, "Hang on, what the hell did you do? You killed those people who were guarding me. They they were just doing their jobs." You can have her upset. You can buy into that. But it's not going to be like we're going through this dungeon and there's a big gap. Oh, well, I failed the roll to get over the gap. Well, I'll go home, I guess. Like that, that's not a good game. Yeah, and fa- fa- failure is impossible. Challenges are interesting.
1: Yeah. Just take and, whichever road they yeah. go and roll yeah. with it. Yeah. And like, say, you managed to destroy the machine, except it also explodes.
0: Yeah. You managed to destroy the machine, and hey, three mummies. Yeah. Uh, or a or you mand- bundle a mummy. You managed to destroy the machine, and one mummy survives and hovers off to do, to build a second machine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm flying away. Why, why is a mummy's voice? That was a I've ghost always, I've voice. I've always gone going with this one. Oh, mummy, hello. Hello. Uh, 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 I got uncovered in bandages. I've been, I've been asleep in the pyramid for a very long time. I've been in a very small box for so long. Oh, do any of you have my... Have any of you have seen my organs? i put them in some either canopic jars or geropic cans.
1: Or a gin and tonic. I could murder have... a gin and tonic.
3: Someone pulled my brain out my nose with a paperclip.
1: It was a bad day.
3: It was a bad day for me. Wasn't even dead. <laughs> Not, in, not entirely sure how my religion deals with that because you know,
1: no brain. <laughs> I, I was asleep, and they didn't like me.
3: It made it very hard to read the book of the dead because I had no brain in. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this mummy now. He's great, charming. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to eat you because it's a curse. But uh, it's nothing personal, okay?
1: I don't have to do it, but I'm going to do the straight arm thing. Yeah, uh, uh, well,
3: because. Because my shoulders have been really... Uh, been, well, I've, been, I've had my arms crossed for about 5,000 years, so I'm very... My, my shoulders are very tight. I'm and just going to honest, stretch honestly, them out. Honestly,
1: they are caning me right
3: now. <laughs> They did the bandages up really tight, and so I have to walk it kind of a totter, and I'm very sorry about that. Do you have any eggs I could have a go on and murder an egg?
1: <laughs> I need the protein. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I think that'll do it for us in this... Uh... An especially informative and wisdom-packed episode of Hearty Dice Friends. We we love you, and if you love us, even even in a way that is platonic, please come along to Patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends. Give us some cash. You can give us some cash uh, per episode if you'd like. You can put a cap on it if you're worried about giving us too much money per per month. We only release one episode a week, and even then, we do that. We like o- often we miss one. But we we put something out every week. Um, And that will also give you access to our Hearty Dice Discord. So you can come and hang out with the chums on there. And you can ask us some questions. questions. You can follow us on HDF Podcast on Twitter. And ask us questions through there. Or send an email to our email address, which is heartydicefriends at gmail.com. We love you. We adore you. We have decided that pairing up to love you is inefficient, and so we're going to fight to the death to win Finally. your honour. So, Chris, uh, seeing as I challenge you to the duel, uh, which weapon would you like to use? Hammers. Hammers. Uh, are you sure on the hammers?
1: 100%.
0: Can't persuade you into a gun? Nope, just hammers. Uh, okay, big hammers, little hammers. normal. It's normal-sized claw hammers, isn't it's it? It's
1: normal-sized claw hammers, yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So um, we're gonna we're gonna and so is it to the death or to first I guess break
1: first hospitalization
0: first hospitalization. Uh, well, so until one of us says uncle or dies. Yep. Very well. Um, so uh, once the podcast finishes, we're just gonna we're gonna run at each other with hammers. It's gonna take a while because we live about. I'm gonna say about 70 miles away from
1: each other. It's about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's gonna take a little while. But probably gonna be quite tired, but it's gonna be great once we uh, once we get there. Uh, we'll see if we can get video of that for the uh, for the patron. But uh, look forward to to next week when whichever one of us loves you more will be uh, will be presenting.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting.
0: It's gonna be great, or it'll just be well. Like we, we could just do an impression of the other one.
1: That, that that'll work.
0: Hang on, let, let me see if I can do it. Oh, hello, I like percentile dice. How is that? Did that sound good? That hurt a little bit. I, I always paint models like they come on the box. Is that is that how? Wow, is that, is that close? Is that what you?
1: Yeah, I, I mean it's exactly on, but you know my feelings are different now.
0: Well, you could try doing me if you like.
1: No, I'm not mean. You have to try it. Do...
0: <laughs> you
1: bastard! You have to try and do it. <laughs> no, no, I like, oh, I like you.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's
2: cool.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I love you. That's, that's, that's beautiful. I'm so impressed at what you did for that, Chris.
1: Thank
0: you. Yep. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. We love you and each other. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.